Blog Talk Radio. Hello, welcome to Snake Oil Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Jim Ventura. Thank you for joining me today. It is a uh, lovely Thursday here in Phoenix where we're broadcasting from, and uh, I believe it's about 68 degrees here at 3.30 in the afternoon. So uh, I think when that is beat temperature-wise, it's probably California right now, uh, California. Uh, anyway, uh, again, welcome to the show. Uh, if it's your first time tuning into the show, uh, my name is Jim Ventura. I am a professional uh, navigational consultant, which means my expertise is in astrology, numerology, tarot, uh, runestones, uh, and a whole bunch of other types of oracles that I work with. Uh, I do private consultations for people here in my home office in Phoenix, as well as uh, by phone for people all over the country in Canada now, too. I've got a few Canadians now. Uh, anyway, if you want information about any of my services, please go to uh, jimventura.com. I know you get some info on all of that. Um, I am a published author, and uh, I've got uh, I'm in the third book on the way, which maybe I'll talk about later on in the show. And uh, I do a monthly blog column called Snake Oils. Obviously, also the uh, name of our show here. And this is our beginning of the month first show. So I am going to do a live read of my current column. And then we're going to talk a bit about that on today's show. Uh, I will not be taking live calls today for many readings. Um, if that's something you're, you're looking for, uh, let's check out today's show. Uh, I'll give you some insight in a few other areas. But... If you're looking to do that, uh, you want to call in on the astrology uh, listeners' choice shows that I do once a month. Um, and next week, we'll also be doing an interview with Michelle Lee, uh, an excellent blog columnist. So check out that also. And then a uh, week from then, I'll be doing the astrology show. That'll be a good show for people to call in on as well. I will also do. Um, I am going to do a, a little. I'm going to do a rune poll uh, a little later on toward the end of the show today for all of my listeners as well. Uh, and see what kind of comes up, just as a, a general feel for anyone who happens to catch the show. I'm guessing it's probably going to fit. It usually does. So we'll do that a little bit later on. And if you're not already getting my monthly column, please email me at VenturaSag, C-E-N-T-U-R-A-S-A-G at Yahoo.com, and I will add you to my monthly mailing newsletter list so you can get the uh, mailer. Uh, great. You know, you get to read the columns first and uh, take advantage of any reading specials and classes and all kinds of good information. Once a month mailed column and it's blind copied, so uh, no one ever gets your email address from me. Uh, that is a private thing, but uh, you'll be able to take advantage of all the goodies that come in the column. You also give me an I like on Facebook on my fan page and get updates there too. Okay, enough sales stuff. Let's kind of <laughs> let's kind of dive in. Uh, you know, I think this is a pretty appropriate column, obviously, for this time of year, and um, also uh, probably people are still feeling some of the effects of this particular dance as well, too. So this was actually a column I wrote back in uh, 2010 uh, and published in early 2011. So it is kind of a repeat column. Holidays were a bit overwhelming, uh, hard to get new material done when all that holiday stuff was going on. But um, I also think that this is a, a good uh, column to uh, talk about again anyway, just because it's so appropriate for this time of year. So let me read this month's snake oil. I'm going to talk about it a little bit, give some more detail about this subject matter, a few other things, and then we'll, uh, we'll do a rune poll in a little bit uh, uh, a little later on, about a half hour into the 45-minute show today. 
So this snake oil is called cold and flu season. Time to get sick. Question. It's amazing how you can get a flu shot so easily now. During the winter months, it seems nearly everywhere I go, there are places that offer flu shots. I guess in some respects this is a good thing. If it helps anyone to avoid going through the agony of a flu, then it might be of value. I've never gotten a flu shot in my life and probably never will. I have had the flu a few times. But it has been about five years since I've been sick with the flu or uh, a cold or influenza. The last time I had the flu was actually more of a stomach virus. I found myself frequently vomiting and subjected to diarrhea as well. I couldn't keep any food in my body, and it seemed that I was frequently emptying out every bit of food I had ever put in it. I was visiting a friend of mine who had a one-year-old that was sick. I'm not usually one to carry babies around. I found myself carrying her all over the room during my visit. The next day, I had the flu. From past experience, I thought that uh, a cold type of flu was the worst thing a person could ever experience. Well, I painfully learned that an intestinal stomach flu was even worse. An understandable part of me was irritated with myself for exposing me to my friend's daughter and catching her illness. As horrible as it is to get sick, I knew that I really didn't catch her illness. Germs didn't jump from her into me. Some part of me agreed to allow myself to get the flu. Maybe I needed the body flush. Although next time, I, I will find a skilled practitioner to give me a colonic if I feel that need. Doing an occasional detox can actually be of value and, and help to avoid us getting sick. There are all kinds of excellent methods to get with clear toxins from the body. The weeks before I caught the flu were intense ones. I was struggling with a lot of things and more stress than usual. I was tired from lack of sleep and worrying about some financial and emotional issues. The illness forced me to rest. And as shitty as the week of the flu was, I did feel really good again when it was finally over. Clearly, for a number of reasons, I needed to rest and my illness made that a priority. Colds and flus serve a purpose. At a physical level, when we're tired, not eating right, or exercising in a healthy way, our immune systems are weakened. This makes us more susceptible to illness. Our body's natural defenses aren't as strong, and germs and viruses are more likely to take hold in our bodies. This makes sense to most people at a physical level. Yet, as I continually remind my readers, all events have a physical as well as emotional and psychological origin. When we look at the reality of how our thoughts create our experiences, we can recognize that we create a cold or a flu for other reasons, coincide with physical weak points. In the case of colds, mass suggestion from the media about cold and flu seasons are a huge part of this process. We are bombarded with these suggestions from television, magazine, newspapers, radio, billboards, and the Internet more often at certain times of the year. When the fall ends and winter begins, the amount of suggestion is multiplied tenfold. Colds and flu products need to be sold. The suggestions and mass belief that we are more likely to get sick in the winter is a profitable one. In addition, people around us at work and home get sick, sneeze on us, and we begin to believe that we'll probably get sick. And lo and behold, we often do. All seasons have an overall general feel and purpose. Winter is typically a time for more rest and introspection. Often a cold or flu actually forces us to slow down, rest, and be more introspective. 
The energy pattern behind colds is often mental confusion or too much going on all at once. When we have a cold, it's often difficult for us to work at all. We're tired, irritable, and often need to simply sleep and rest in order to heal. Usually when you have a bad flu, your primary goal is to get a tissue before mucus pours out of your nose. Hey, we often have to make sure we're near a bathroom so we don't have an accident. Sometimes we get so sick that we may even need to ask someone to help us. Often, testing our loved ones to see if they really love us. Even eating or drinking can be a chore. Our goal is to rest and sleep so we spend more time in the other world. We can't worry about looking good, paying credit card bills, pleasing our boss, shopping for food, and all the other million responsibilities that make up our normal lives. We slip into reevaluation and simply focus on basic survival and rest. These things force us to minimize our focus with the outer world, focus inward and on ourselves, with the primary goal of simply healing. There is another way to avoid colds and flus other than flu shots. I've been doing it for many years now, and I have not had a cold since I started following this plan. I make some time each week to rest and recuperate. Getting enough sleep is a major priority for me. I generally eat well and exercise regularly. I take time nearly every day to meditate or even take brief naps. I take two to three day vacations every two months. When I'm stressed and overloaded, I choose to rest and release even more to balance the extra energy I'm spending. In the winter, I carve out a little extra time for all of these things. I take baths a few times a week in the winters. Doing these things and are convinced that they can't spare the time. In this case, you may be better off getting a flu shot. When you prioritize the health of your body and spirit, you will find yourself getting more comfortable with your own natural rhythms. When you're comfortable with your unique rhythms, you'll find yourself more in tune with the seasons. We are not above or below nature. We're part of it. Our individual cycles are as natural as the cycles of the seasons. If you allow yourself to ignore the mass feed about when you're supposed to be sick and simply take care of yourself, you won't need illness to force you to rest. Then, you can truly enjoy each season and all the gifts and challenges they offer us. All right, so that was my column. And again, wrote that a couple of years ago. So it's funny because I, the, the baby that I was carrying around, the one-year-old baby that I talk about in the story, is a buddy of mine's uh, daughter, um, Ellie. I'm exposing you for the illness creation that you are, Ellie. <laughs> she's, uh, she's awesome, actually. And uh, the, uh, she's actually nine now, which is mind-boggling. I remember holding her as a baby, and now she's nine. Thank God we don't age the same way babies and children do. God, we age a lot slower than that. Fortunately, she's huge now. Well, you know, she's 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 big. She's a big girl. And uh, anyway, so really, it's probably been closer to eight or nine years now since I've had a bad flu. Um, I haven't had one since then. You know, I've had a couple little minor colds and things that have come up from time to time, pretty rarely. And I find that they're really minor when I get them. In fact, I did kind of have one a little bit around the holidays, like. It was so mild, it was really, really hard to know I even had it. So I felt fine. But like if I, one time I went with a buddy of mine, we went to the casino and we were gambling and hanging out and having a good time. We were there for about seven hours, lunatics. And uh, I kind of felt it a little. I felt that sense of being a little achy and tired and I went home and crashed. I wasn't working that heavy the next day and then I was fine. But I could feel like a little bit in the background. 
And I think I know when I was younger, I used to get sick a lot as a kid. I would get flus and colds and allergies and all kinds of sicknesses when I was a child, really a lot. Uh, in fact, I may have talked about this on another show. I've certainly talked about it in other ways before, too, but I'll kind of bring this up. I had done, um, you know, early on in my my studies, I was reading a lot of metaphysical books. Um, my favorite channel was Jane Roberts, who channeled Seth. All those books are still available, by the way, the Seth material, the nature of personal reality, unknown reality, and Jane's own books, a whole bunch of them. And, you know, highly, again, I, I cannot stress this enough. If you're a metaphysical person and you're really um, wanting to grow and learn, it's just some of the best stuff you just will ever read. It's written in the 60s and 70s, too. It's just amazing material. But Seth talked a lot about how your beliefs form reality. So, you know, I was in my early 20s, 23, 24, I realized I was still getting sick a lot and I was getting tired of it and I wanted to be healthier and stronger. And so I kind of looked at my beliefs and broke that all down, just like you suggest in the book and through my studies. And I actually realized that I, when I was younger, a lot of times when I didn't want to do something, rather than have sort of the strength to just simply say no, I would get sick and then... Uh, that would get me out of doing it. Like I remember getting out of square dancing in eighth grade. <laughs> square dancing. In gym, we had square dancing in eighth grade. Lovely, by the way. And uh, I remember getting out of doing square dancing um, because I, I was sick that week, like, conveniently. You know, the thing I tell people is, listen, you know, w- when you're sick, you're not making it up. I mean, some people might be making it up, but for the most part, it's a real illness. That's not what I'm talking about here. We're not talking, we're talking about creating a reality. We're not talking about a placebo effect game. But, I mean, you're really sick. I mean, I, I was legitimately sick when I was sick. But I began to see that. I used that as a way of um, getting out of things I didn't want to do. Um, I also got a lot of attention from my mom um, when I was a kid and I was sick. She would, you know, she'd bring me orange juice. She'd stay home to school. She would rub Vicks on your back. She kind of took care of you a bit more than she normally did. And your kids crave affection, and, and I got it in kind of in, in, inadvertently through, through illness. A little bit of a mama's boy, let's put it that way. So, you know, when I did this belief work, you know, 23, 24, I was looking at all these things. I thought to myself, dude, you're 24 years old. You know, you don't need to need your mom's attention anymore. I don't even want my mom's attention. And, you know, learn how to say no. And then I don't have to use illness as an excuse. And lo and behold, I did that work, and... You know, that changed it. I just stopped getting sick. just became something that really was not a part of my reality much anymore. And then I really, as I, you know, as I progressed, I learned about taking care of myself more so and exercising and eating better and napping and meditating. All these ingredients kind of went in to a process where I can say this it was so, you know, uh, clearly, I just tend to not get sick. It's not really my thing. I uh, had some allergy stuff, still do in a very minor way, but even most of that is gone. So I just don't really have too much illness issue. So I, you know, what, what I was talking about in the piece here is, you know, it is, it, it's very common. I mean, I, I, I say this to all of my listeners and readers. You know, don't feel bad if you end up with a flu or a cold. You know, um, understand the, the process in that sense and, and see if you can work through that illness and then, um, maybe, you know, in the future, kind of look at the possibility of getting into the same space that I'm in, which is not really an issue for you to catch these illnesses and things when they come around. You know, 
one of the one of the best books that I highly recommend. There's a couple of books I would say if you're a somewhat metaphysical person or very metaphysical person or even thinking of becoming a metaphysical person. There's a couple of books that you need in the house. Mine are good, <laughs> but they're not they're not required reading. Uh, but uh, one of the books I suggest everyone get a copy of is "You Can Heal Your Life" by Louise L. Hay. Uh, you know what Louise Hay does in this book is she talks about what psychological and emotional causes are behind any type of illness or difficulty that we go through. Um, and it's been updated over the years. I think this book was written way back in the 70s, but I know it just keeps getting re, uh, rebooted and re- reprinted for obvious reasons. It's amazing. But uh, and most most things she'll cover. Some things she'll, sometimes I find an illness or something I want to look up and she doesn't have it in there. That kind of annoys me. But uh, I've gotten to a point where I can figure out what that means myself, too, from, from years of this type of work. But great book to have. Really, and, and she says, you know, she talks about, um, in Louise Hay's book, influenza being a mass belief, and that's a big thing. Guys, listen, you are. You're also, aside from the need that the body has to rest, to repair, and to recuperate, which is normal, um, you know, we're bombarded by messages that you're, you need uh, Tylenol, and you need, uh, I can't, you know what, it's so funny, I can barely even think of the products because I don't even pay attention to it. <laughs> I want to run a list of products, of cold and flu products, and I, Robitussin, I guess, and, um, uh, man, I'm, I'm lame. This shows you how far away I'm from this type of thing. Again, I see it, and it just, it washes right through me where I don't even notice it. In fact, even when I watch TV, too, I always, uh, I always mute the commercials, or uh, now with the beauty of the DVR, I just fast-forward through commercials anyway, too, so I just don't even watch that crap. Um, but, you know, we're bombarded by all these different suggestions that you're going to get sick. And then really also think about it on top of it. You know, most people have regular jobs. You go to work. You know, you're around people that are sick. Again, it's not like I wrote, in, like I wrote the piece. It's not like germs are jumping from them to you. Um, we're, we're, some part of this is agreeing to it at some levels. And uh, for the most part, you know, often, you know, the, the cause behind a cold or a flu energetically is it is. It's small hurts. It's being overwhelmed. Um, we need that time to retreat, to repair. Again, something very natural within the cycle of, um, of the winter, you know, um, in, 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 you know, in this world. But for the most part, I mean, I think it's quite different somewhat in Australia where I think, right, isn't it? more like summer there. I'm not really sure about that, but I think it might be. Um, there's a general rule for anyone in the north and, you know, in, the, uh, in this area of the country or even just all the United States itself. Winter, it is. It, it's a colder period. There's longer nights, uh, less sunlight. Um, energetically, we're meant to do more retreat. Um, it's a natural thing. Even in beautiful Arizona where it's 68 degrees, you know, at night it goes down to like 40 degrees, which is freaking freezing to me. I've been living here too long. I'm a big baby. It goes down to 45 degrees at night. I can't even stand it. It's too cold for me. Uh, but from someone who grew up in New York, I was used to living around that kind of crap for 20-something years. Uh, but uh, yeah, there's a different feel about the winter. You know, you you do you 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 pull you want to pull in. You know, also, and I had mentioned this at the beginning of the show. So if you think about this, too, we're also just coming out of that whole holiday season thing. And listen, I love Christmas and New Year's and Thanksgiving and all that jazz. I think they're, they're awesome holidays. I, I call it my fair time. 
because I eat like a slob for the month, and I get my, I let myself get sick and hairy like a bear, or more so than I already am, and I enjoy it. And then January, ugh, no more candy, no more cake, none of it. You know, I, you know, I want to get rid of the weight, and I'm actually in the process of doing that with no problem, by the way. Everyone's always trying to give me diet advice. I'm like, I don't need diet advice. You eat less food. I don't eat late night, and I lose like a pound and a half a week. It, it ain't brain surgery, <laughs> you know. But uh, there is, uh, you know, it's funny to me because there's such an overload of all this holiday kind of stuff going on, and yet it's at the winter when, again, it's more natural for us to be more quiet, a little bit more introspective, all of those other things, yet we're bombarded with this incredibly busy season. So think about another reason why people tend to get sick at that time. Again, not so much that the illness is jumping into and getting you, but it can be exhausting, Christmas shopping and buying gifts and thinking about whether your family's functional or not. Remember, most aren't, uh, including my own. <laughs> so, uh, you know, take the humor in that, you know what I mean? You know, all the, all the overwhelm that comes emotionally and psychologically, again, that can really cause us to need to kind of pull in and, and retreat and, and energetically take care of ourselves. But, like I said in the piece, we don't have to, necessarily, um, we don't have to necessarily get sick in order to retreat. Uh, again, I've been doing it for years. It's, I mean, easily five or six days a week, maybe one or two days a week I'm not able to do it when I have a busy day. Um, I nap. And, and my, my naps are, you know, sometimes just a half hour, sometimes they're, they're an hour, um, depending on how much time I have to do it. Because um, I slept actually eight and a half hours last night, so I'm not even allowing myself to nap today just because it's too much sleep. Um, but uh, those naps are, you no, know, it's that an ability to pull away from the world for a bit. You know, I, I like to use the Druid expression about going into the other world, whether you remember it or not, your dreaming world and, and, and this other place we go to. Uh, it's a great thing uh, to be able to do. It tends to refresh us. You know, eating healthy eating healthy foods, uh, not taxing our system, uh, exercising regular basis. These things all strengthen the immune system. So I think that's also one of the other reasons in a very practical way. I don't, I don't get sick. My immune system is very strong. Um, you, know, I, you know, again, it, we can do it. Now, I know a lot of my listeners, understandably, you know, you've got three kids running around ranging from two to nine. You're juggling a 60-hour-a-week job. You're, you know, you're handling a million things in life. It, it can be hard to take the time to rest, to eat well, to exercise, to nap. But, hey, also, you know, that's when it may be good to kind of pause and, and to stand back. I mean, even someone with, you know, who's got a lot of children, a lot of times, you know, even if you had one day a week, where maybe you got someone else who could watch the kids for a few hours and you went on your own, uh, to go to the park or you just took a nap or you went for a drive or, you know, listen, these little type of things, guys, listen, it's going to strengthen you. I sometimes think, especially for parents, you feel bad. But uh, I know, you know, when kids are really young, it's really tough for moms to leave their, their children um, for very long. And I don't actually suggest it because sometimes I'll make them nuts. But again, even an hour or two of your own time will can really recharge the battery. It's 15 minutes of meditation, uh, a bubble bath, you know, things like that. Awesome. This is the type of stuff that's going to keep us, you know, alive and kicking in this world for, for a longer time. You know, uh, to me, that, that retreat is really a big part of that process. 
So I am very, very happy to say also that I, you know, as much as I love the holidays, I'm very glad it's all over. Uh, this was a beautiful holiday season. I had a lot of, you know, good times with, with friends and family. And But uh, I actually put on, since the middle of November, I put 10 pounds on. And it always makes me laugh because when I, when I say that to people, like, oh, i got to take off this 10 pounds, and I feel, like, really fat, and people always say, oh, you know, you look good. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, listen, I'm not, I, I mean, I've, I've always been lucky that way. I'm never going to be uh, 50, 60 pounds overweight, 100 pounds overweight. That's not my thing. I, I just have never been, I've been prone in, in that direction. So 10 pounds to me can feel like, you know, 40 pounds to someone else. But that's the other thing is I don't make any judgments whatsoever about anybody's size. I mean, there are beautiful people that are, you know, big people, small people. You know what I mean? Come on. Eh, don't waste your, your time with that kind of judgmental stuff. But for me, it's uncomfortable. So I've actually lost two, and a, two, of, the, two of the 10 pounds I've gained since the beginning of the year already. So um, I'm covering it. But I would just always laugh because people will jump to my defense and they'll say, no, you look good. You look fine. You, and I'm just like, wow, listen, you don't, you don't have to save me. I'm not saying I'm, I feel heavy and uncomfortable because I need someone to save my failing uh, self-esteem. I have a, a very high self-esteem. <laughs> you know, I, I know I look pretty pretty damn good for an almost 50-year-old man. You know, I'm not worried about such things. It's just a personal thing. But uh, I am glad it's over. You know what I mean? Like I said, it is really an overload. I just find that uh, I think it's the Italian side of me, maybe the Taurus rising side of me that indulges. Uh, and I, I enjoy that indulging, and then I just can't stand it anymore after a few weeks of it. It's just, ugh. I had a little chocolate bar today that somebody gave me when I was at the store, and that was it for me. Otherwise, I haven't even touched sugar. So I can get a whole other topic on sugar. Anyway, let's wrap this up a little bit. I had said I was going to uh, also uh, pull a runestone um, and uh, for, for all of my listeners who are catching the show for the New Year's. Uh, let me mention a little bit about that. And then I, I have a caller. I might actually be able to get one call in today because dude, we're doing good time-wise. Um, but I've been, you know, a lot, I get a lot of requests in January for kind of New Year's readings where, and, you know, I've got a lot of different oracles that I work with, animal cards, uh, angel cards, runestones, Lakota Indian cards, things like that. And um, so I've got more requests than normal in January for people to do their, their New Year spreads, like looking at the general energy patterns of the year. So uh, I, in fact, years ago, I used to do that with friends. We'd pull runes for the year and, and things like that. So um, I have been uh, pulling runes uh, for the year for, for a couple of people, as well as of some other oracles. So I thought I'd pull a rune for all of my listeners. Um, uh, this is, you know, if you're hearing this, there's going to be some reason you heard it, and at some level, it's going to be some good insight for you to take in. Again, also, listen, again, you don't have to be in Phoenix since we have a session. If you want to do your own rune pull and animal totem and, and do a, a reading session with me, uh, you can contact me uh, through my uh, website and, and my email address and look to book a session in the next uh, week or two. Uh, I do have a promotional special uh, for $10 off my normal rates for January. Um, for previous clients who've already had sessions with me, and I have a promotional special for 15 to $20 off for new clients who've never had sessions. That's going to go until March 1st, so all that's available to you guys as well. So anyway, enough on the, the promotional stuff. Let me pull the rune and tell you what comes up um, 
for my listeners today, and then if we have some time, uh, I may take a call or two at the end of the show because we did a lot better time life than I thought uh, normally. My, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I've still got a good 15 minutes left on today's show. So, Okay. Let me tell you a little bit about what the runes are. So this is a New Year poll for anyone who may want to uh, focus on a question that they have or a perspective or just looking at the um, general energy of where the uh, year may uh, potentially take us. And also, because my book is falling apart, the folks here drop my materials. All right. Spazzing out over here. Let me get the other book. This one's falling apart. A lot of my books are falling apart. I've had some of these for like 20 years. Uh, okay, so the runes are a Viking oracle, and the Vikings used them as a navigational aid, uh, where I termed that, that myself from. And they're meant to kind of give you insight into action you should take. Now, sometimes a rune will come up reversed, and sometimes a rune will come up upright. Um, a reverse rune isn't a bad thing. You know, it's the same thing with animal totem cards and things. Sometimes they come up reverse. A reminder, but it's not a bad thing. A reverse card or a reverse rune often just means that you're navigating to heal or fix or resolve something. You've got to change uh, the way you're perceiving things or you have to you know, proceed a little bit more carefully. So don't think of them as negative in that sense. That, that's kind of a misperception. So let me tell you what the rune that comes up for today is, and lo and behold, no shock, this is the rune that I pulled for myself as well as a few other people this year. So I guess this is meant to be read. So I'm going to read both the upright position on this, and then I'll read the reverse so you can get both levels of insight. Uh, the rune is called Kano, K-A-N-O, rune number 14. It means opening fire and a torch. And I'm going to read directly from the Book of Runes by Ralph Blum, which is one of the best, it probably is the best, Rune interpretation book I've ever come across. Um, Kano Upright. He says, this is a rune of opening. Of renewed clarity. Of the spell in the darkness that has been shrouding some part of your life. You are now free to receive. As you know, the joy of non-attached giving. Kano is a rune for the morning of activities. For seriousness, clear intent, and concentration. All of which are essential at the beginning of work. The protection offered by Kano is this. The more light you have, the better you can see what is trivial, not loaded, in your own conditioning. In relationships, there can be a mutual opening up. You may serve as the trigger, the timekeeper, through your awareness that the light of understanding is once again available to you both. Recognize that while in one hand you are limited and dependent, on the other, you exist at a perfect center where the harmonious and beneficial forces of the universe merge and radiate. You are that center. Simply put, if you've been operating in the dark, there's more than enough light to see that you that the patient on the operating table is yourself. So it brings up a lot of amazing points here. The idea is it's like being handed a torch, being handed a new light, a new way of seeing things. Um, you know, often people get a renewed sense of focus to their work, what they want to do. Sometimes the opening can be an opening up of an opportunity, opening up a relationship. Danny mentions the idea that sometimes when we get that light, we can then be serve as trigger to transform uh, the people around us as well, too. I tell these people a lot in relationship issues. Often get caught in that battle of I'm the good one and this one's the bad one. But when we heal our own self at some levels, often our partner or mates also shift and evolve or they go away. 
which could be a good thing too, you know, depending on the circumstance. But that's the beauty of this rune. It really brings up that idea that, again, we're getting more light. We can see things more clearly now in that sense. And like he says, to know the joy of non-attached giving, being free to receive. Okay, this is what I pulled for myself. Let me also talk about the the reverse side of this, um, the shadow side of it, uh, because that may apply for everyone as well, too, at some level. And it'll give me some good insight into why the negative isn't really negative if you hear it and understand it the right way. Camel Reverse says, expect a darkening of the light in some situation or relationship. A friendship may be dying, a partnership, a marriage, or just simply some aspect of yourself that is no longer appropriate to the person you are now. Receiving this room puts you on notice that failure to face up to the death consciously would constitute a loss of opportunity. Cano is a, one of the cycle rooms. Reversed, it points to the death of a way of life invalidated by growth. Reversed, this room calls for giving up glad of the old and being prepared to live for a time empty. It calls for developing inner stability and not being seduced by the momentum of old ways or waiting for the new to become illuminated in its proper time. You know, this is great because I know uh, I had pulled this rune upright and then it was at a friend's house we pulled runes again and I pulled this. This one's coming up a lot for me and for quite a few other people. I pulled it kind of sideways. I wasn't sure if it was reversed or not. And I was really thinking about this even for myself. And, and what's funny is, you know, something shifted for me this year that I can say with total clarity. The last year I, I dated on and off. I had some good times. Um, I was a little, you know, fun-loving, you know, translation i was even a little slutty here and there <laughs> i was having some fun last year uh kind of a chill kind of year um that way of uh not really focusing so much on necessary having a relationship um and uh this year just totally not interested in doing that i don't want anything casual i don't want to waste my time with things that don't fit um if i'm going to have a relationship again i want it to be something meaningful and, and really connected and uh i'm just done and uh, I thought about that as I, I pulled after the New Year. said, that's what this is about. I'm not really letting go of anyone, although there's a little bit of that going on in a different context in my life. But uh, something changed, and I, I love that. I don't, see, I don't hear that as a negative. I hear that idea of living for a time empty is a beautiful, positive thing to hear. Now, sometimes it feels good to be empty with that. Um, I don't need that. For another month or two, I need away from relationship and dating and, and all of that energy and, and even any of it. I just give you know, other things I need to focus on. That will come in the spring, naturally, after I've kind of moved through this, this process. So I love that. That was really fitting for me. And hopefully, for any of my listeners in your own way, you know, whether upright or reversed or both, you can get some real insight from that um, in terms of how it applies to you. And again, if you're not able to... Uh, and if you if you want a more detailed reading, uh, you certainly can contact me uh, and uh, book a, a personal session. Uh, go to my website at jimventura.com. Okay, so I've got a few more minutes here for today's show. So I, I'm actually going to take a caller today, even though I had not planned to. I'm only going to be able to take one caller because I've only got a few minutes to talk. But I do want to take this caller, and then I'll kind of finish up today's show. Uh, all right. See, this is a this is called perseverance. I wasn't going to take any calls, but this persevering person's going to get the call in. <laughs> hey, welcome to Snake Oil Radio. Hi, this is Jill. Hey, Jill. How are you today? Okay, thank you for taking my call. Is this your first time calling in or have you called in before? 
I've called in before. All right, yeah, you know, your, your voice sounds familiar to me, so. All right, so how's your new year off so far? I don't know. I know I had some really rough years, you know, before this year. How do you see this year going for me? Is that too general? No, that's not too general at all. Um, okay. usually kind of the question that I get. All right, let me see. We've got a few minutes here. Let me do a couple different things for you. First, I want to pull an animal totem for you for the year to see what that feels like. I'm going to pull a card or two for you out of the tarot. All right. Yeah, a lot of people have had some uh, rough, uh, rough times in the last few years. You're not alone. Not alone. I don't know if that makes anybody ever feel better, though. You know, kind of. Yeah. It kind of does, okay. actually. Yeah, I, you know, I just, I, I had so many people. I have one client that is 54 years old, and he, he's a, he's a really great guy, and but he, he's been out of work for almost two years now. And he's he's a financial advisor. He's very strong degrees of knowledge and, and awareness, but he's had tremendous trouble at some level just finding the right fit and the right work. So it's been a, uh, a rough year for him as well. Thankfully for me, things have been actually really, really good. 2008 and 2011 were, were very tough. Okay, so here's what comes up for you, Jill. I pulled an animal totem, and it comes up dog. Okay. So, the dog is coming up as your totem for the year. Um, on the positive side, that means, you know, opportunities and experience to use the dog energy in a good way, which is to be loyal and to be committed to something and to be, um, you know, to see that energy in a very, very positive way. You know, the Druids often talked about being the, like a guide and a companion to help us navigate through life in that sense. So that's kind of the positive side of this. Um, the card's coming up reversed. And what that means is you kind of have to be careful um, with this totem because sometimes um, when the dog comes up reversed, it can also bring up the idea that you have to be careful about inappropriate loyalty, meaning to people and to things where they don't necessarily treat you well. Um, okay. You know, you can kind of like see the energy. Of, yeah, you can see the energy of like a beaten dog. You know, sometimes yes. a beaten dog will still be very, very eager to please its master. You know, yeah, in that that's sense. my and, history. And we, yeah, history. I think, yes. So I think so. the positive is getting in touch. Like, think of it this way. Your loyalty is so valuable that from now and into the future, do not give it to anyone who is unworthy of that. Okay. And make that a clarity in your own psyche that you, you value your loyalty, you value that, that, that part of you in that way. And, uh, no, do not, you know, you know, it's actually, it's funny because it's somewhat of a biblical Expression. I don't really quote the Bible too much, but there is some wisdom in there too. And uh, the, the the thing that do not cast thy pearls on the swine. Uh huh. You know what that means? <laughs> yeah, I think you know what so, that means. But yeah. Tell it's me a that. reminder. You know, yeah. It, you know, cast thy pearls on swine is like realizing that you know don't give you don't give your kindness, don't be good, don't give your wisdom to you know to people that are and, and things that are crap. You know. Don't, uh, you know, discern that in that sense. Every, you know, people will, it's okay to, to make a decision that someone isn't necessarily a good person without making them wrong about it. Right. Meaning someone could be a negative or bad person. We don't have to, we don't have to get caught in all that judgment stuff and say, oh, he's, he's bad. You know what? He's just bad for you. You know what I mean? Right. That's not your, you know what I mean? So you don't have to make a yeah. person wrong. That, there's a difference between judgment and discernment. 
And discernment is necessary to navigate and move through life. Okay, so um, now I pull three tarot cards for you, one for the past, one for your present, and then one for the near future. You've got all sorts coming up. So this is definitely a validation that you've been going through a lot of crap, to put it mildly in that sense, because I can even see this in your cards. Six of Swords comes up reversed in the past, which means you've been really wanting to move forward, to make changes, either to literally move or to make some forward move in your life, and you felt really, really stuck. You haven't had the ability to do that, and it's been very, very frustrating because I feel like you want to, but it's the conditions almost themselves that feel like they're holding you back. Um, The positive side, the Four of Swords, is coming up in your present, which is like a rest and retreat card. It means you're you're pulling back, you're reevaluating your situation. Um, you're, um, it's almost like a, he uses the word truce in the card. It's like you're, you're, you're refusing to waste your energy with battling anymore. You're just kind yes. of pulling back and, and re, recapitulating where you're going to go in the future and what you want next. So I like that. I think that's positive. If you could get a vacation, grab one. If you can't afford it. Or swing one, again, sometimes we can just create our own little mini vacations in that sense. You know, to me, I had said that when I read my piece. I mean, sometimes the winter to me is my two times a week bubble bath time. There's something about the simplicity of it that can be very appealing. But what comes up in the near future is a lot more positive. The Nine of Swords comes up reversed, which means improving conditions. It means, you know, kind of like a slow sense of forward movement. It's not like uh, staggering, like getting handed the wheel of fortune in that sense. Um, but it shows improved conditions and far less difficulty uh, coming up in the, in the year. And I pulled one more card, card for clarity on that, and it's showing the two of wands, which means a new opportunity, a new endeavor that you launch within the next couple of months that I really, really like. So are you, are you working now? No. Yeah, because that's what the ones usually relate to work propositions. So something's coming up. I'm kind of hearing, like, even as soon as March, definitely by April. So something coming up in the next two months that feels like an, a, a work opportunity. And what I'm hearing about it is, you know, it feels to me like it's 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 the type of thing where you're going to have to work a bit to kind of get in a position where it's going to be um, really profitable. But um, I feel like you can do that. Um, and are you actually are you actively seeking work, or have you been kind of in a, in a well, situation where like that's hard to, to do? Well, I would like to get work, but I don't know. You know, I was, I've, I've been a waitress. I need something new. I just don't know what. Yeah, because – and this is what I'm kind of getting. I, I want you to – this is what's great about the Four of Swords. You need to do a little, like, do a little vision quest. You know, go um, go out into nature. What, what state do you live in? Illinois. Okay, so nature is not the easiest thing right now. <laughs> no, it's actually right. I have like a forest preserve right here. Okay, perfect. Go with that intention of, of just meditating, you know, stay warm in that sense, and ask, you know, be in nature and ask the angels to show you what the next step is. Because I'm hearing that it's going to come within the next um, – literally a couple of days or with the next month or so, there's going to be an awareness of something that you can do. And you realize that you have a talent and skill for it. But it feels to me like um, it is something you're going to have to work toward. But your guides are saying, I, see, I am seeing work for you that begins to come up in the next, uh, within the next two months or so. So I like it okay. because I think you'll have an income coming in. And it's going to lead you somewhere else too. 
That's what it's okay. meant to do. Because what I feel like what I'm hearing, and i got to fix it quick, I keep hearing it's like you really, it's like you've got a lot of different skills that could be put together. Like ideally it would always be like having your own business or doing something that was yours. And I feel yeah. like that's what it is. It's like you've multitasked enough that you have a lot of knowledge and information now. And you, it's a way of collecting that together and finding a use for it. But the thing is also, and this is really a key thing right now too, you know, just let your past go. I mean, it, it, it doesn't even matter how crappy it all was. Just say, yesterday was yesterday. I don't even want to focus on that anymore. The future is going to be better for me, and you're going to move forward. Okay? You so know, you're so, yeah, you're, you're so good. It's like where you pull your stuff from, it's just I don't even know what to say and how you articulate yeah. it. Right. It's, it's you know what I'm saying? It's like it's just amazing. Good. I'm glad I was able to help you because it is. That's the thing. Is, that's what I'm hearing is, listen, Jill, you are a valuable person. You know, this is – and another little quick focus here too. I want you to recognize that you are the type of person that should be adored in terms of relationship, in terms of your work. Um, when you know that you are adorable – and you get into that energy and you change all the bullshit you've heard from others about what's right and wrong with you and you know that you're valuable, you'll watch the things around you transform. And that's what's getting ready to happen. Okay? That is, thank you. You're welcome, sweetie. I wish you the best in the new year and, and call back in the next couple of months and let me know how it's going, all right? Yes, and thank you. Again, I want to repeat what I just said. You're just amazing. Amazing. Awesome. I appreciate that. Thank you, sweetie. Thank you. That was you. a great call. All right, happy New Year, Jill, and happy New Year to everybody. We're finished with our show. I uh, hope you, uh, I hope you, yeah, guys. A lot of people struggling, and you know what? Um, that's the beauty of it. Life is cyclical. If you go through shitty at some point, it's supposed to get good again. So um, trust in that. That's what really happens. A lot of times we get caught because we keep brewing about how crappy it's been. And I could go. I've gone on to th- about that in some other shows. I'll, I'll talk about that maybe in a, in a future show. But thank you, Jill. Thank you for all my listeners today. Wishing everyone a happy New Year. I will be back here uh, next week and with my uh, one-hour interview show with Michelle Lee. Check that out. If you're not ready to get the column, email me at venturesadge@yahoo.com. Get on the mailing list. And I'm really wishing a prosperous, prosper, prosperous, wonderful New Year for all of my listeners and friends. Cheers. <laughs>